Looking ahead to the 2023 season here on Locked On 49ers, what are the top five games to look forward to this season as you're looking at the schedule, getting ready for 2023, getting ready for training camp? What are the top five games in 2023 coming up on today's Locked On 49ers? You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your first listen right here on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Mr. Nicholas Winkler, let's bring on officially today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. Wink, what's happened, man? Are you? Uh, did you have a good Father's Day weekend, first of all? And second of all, did you have fun putting together your top five list of games you're looking forward to in the 2023 season? Yeah, Father's Day was great. You know, they asked me, what do you want to do? I said, I just kind of want to watch the Giants and the Dodgers. I want to watch the U.S. Open. I want to watch the soccer match against Canada. Like, So it was just kind of me laying around watching TV all day with my kids constantly coming and going, bringing me food. It, it was It was perfection, really. And obviously, I'm so excited to talk about these games today because we don't have a whole lot going on right now. So me sitting down and just going over a schedule and looking at every game, like, you start getting pumped up, right? You start thinking like, oh, this is going to be a good match. Oh, look at this one. Oh, that one's on Monday night. Oh, okay, okay. Absolutely, man. It's fantastic. Croc, by the way, and I don't want to jump ahead too far. We could talk about this right now, which is which is totally fine because uh, I enjoyed seeing some of the clips that our guy Greg Pinelli, friend of the show, Pinelli Passing Academy, Croc was in California for um, for Father's Day weekend, and uh, he's got some nice clips, Croc. You're still looking good, still looking spry at the, the young age of 36 years old. Not only your quarterback footwork, if Kyle came calling, you're doing the drill with, the, with your feet are over the bag, and then you make the throw. To be honest with you, I think it looked just as good as yep. or better than Trey Lance or Sam Darnold at OTAs and minicamp. It's showing off some footwork with the routes as well. So with the throwing, right, and he told me, he was like, hey, you got to do the drill. And I'm like, yeah, a, a lot of what I do, right, there's a few quarterbacks out here that I work with. And I tell the parents, I tell the kids, I am not a quarterback coach. But my guy, Greg Pinelli, he's amazing. I record videos of their kids. I send it to Greg. He gives me feedback. He tells me different drills to do with them. And I try to help them improve as much as I can, uh, you know, through Greg from a distance. But any chance I get, I try to go out there and go to a session with him and, and go through it as a quarterback uh, where I get to understand what it feels like, you know, with the things that he's teaching. You know, if my shoulder is flashing too quick or I'm not getting that front step down quick enough or if my foot isn't aligned a certain way or, you know, certain things that I naturally would do that's just all the way wrong and really how important mechanics are because uh, I was on one time with Greg and I heard and I saw someone in the comments say mechanics that is kind of overrated, just complete the pass. It's not overrated because everything that you do that might be a little bit off can really determine how the ball goes or where it goes over throwing a ball. And there was one thing doing that bag drill that Kyle Shanahan really loves to put his quarterbacks through where they're kind of straddling the bag and they don't really have their feet underneath them. So they're kind of moving forward, backward, forwards, backwards. And then he'll say ball and wherever your feet are, you kind of just have to react and throw. And he said, he said, you know, you really did the same thing Trey Lance did with your feet. But somehow you were able to kind of uh, still like kind of correct myself as I was throwing it where Trey Lance didn't and airmailed it. Uh, so th it's, it's really interesting 
to go through that. And I wish like all fans or content creators that talk about those positions could understand what it's like for one thing to be slightly off and it really just throw off the whole trajectory of the the, the ball. It's, it's very interesting, to be honest. <laughs> you, the thing is, Croc, is you're an athlete. So that's why you're able to correct that body position. So that's the that's the clearest thing of all. And Wink, when you watch the scouting tape of Eric Crocker mm -hmm. when he's at Pinelli Passing Academy, do you think he missed the opportunity to be an, a receiver instead of a, a defensive back? Oh, definitely. I mean, the hands alone could have got him, you know, <laughs> into a slot position, you know, or a, a four, maybe a fourth guy on a on a, a roster somewhere, you know, filling in, jumping in whenever needed, play some special teams. He's got the footwork. He's got the frame for it. He's tall enough. Maybe put on a little muscle, you know, a little more muscle. Excuse me. I don't want to say you don't have any oh, muscle, Croc. Coming from me, that, that sounds silly, of course. Apologies. Oh, no. Croc, Croc, Croc could have done it. It's funny because, you know, that's a big thing when you're coming out of high school and you're trying to figure out, you know, what position do I play in? Sometimes colleges, they'll choose it for you. Some of them will go in as one position and change. 49ers have Diamond Lenore, cornerback who – you know, he was athlete. He was actually, if I'm not mistaken, I heard him say it, but number one athlete in the nation. And if y'all don't know, like when guys are coming out of high school, they, there are different categories for prospects. So you have like a receiver and then you'll have like, let's say you have a quarterback, but they don't just have one option for a quarterback. You have your traditional quarterbacks or pocket quarterbacks and then your, your uh, uh, dual threat quarterbacks. So you might be the number one dual threat quarterback in the nation, but maybe not the number one overall quarterback. Well, Lenore was number one athlete. So that's a guy sure, who yeah. positions and he's just getting recruited as an athlete. He was number one in the nation, went to Oregon. And he was a guy who wasn't used to playing cornerback. He played more offense and was used to scoring. And they said, no, now you're going to play cornerback. So uh, he's actually kind of still fairly new to kind of grasping it. And they do that with a lot of guys. But for me, I was going in and they were, I was getting recruited as receiver or corner. And I kind of chose to play corner because I thought it gave me a slight advantage of uh, being 6'1 and taller than at that time. We're talking about 2005. You know, you didn't have the big corners at that time. I think Antonio Comardi had just came into the league and he was a big 6'3 corner. Uh, but there weren't a whole lot of that. Then obviously years later, you had Richard Sherman. But prior to Sherman really kind of, and who was also a converted receiver, you didn't see a whole lot of the big corners like that during that era. Well, look, we're talking about a, uh, you know, a guy who was with the Jets and arena bowl champion as a cornerback croc. So I think you made the right decision because right. You, you stuck out a little bit more as a, a six, one corner, six, one, one ninety five wide receiver. You still might've got lost a little yeah. bit, uh, but you did, you did flash some natural skills there, even at the age of 36, which I like. And by the way, for, we talked a little bit about this off the air we were trying to figure out like what age group you'd be in, what your draft class would have been, you know, coming straight out of the NFL because you took a, an alternate route to get to where you were as a pro football player. Um, and, and some people might've come at you and said, Oh man, you know, he doesn't look that good, but you're not a 22 year old kid. That's been playing wide receiver. You're 36. He played DB. You're running routes out there and looking pretty good doing it. And just for reference there, I went to look at the 2009 NFL draft class. You're in the same age group as a guy like rookie of the year that year, Percy Harvin. How long has that dude been retired? Forever. It's crazy how old, like, it makes you feel when you compare yourself to, because, like, most people when they're 35, you're like, all right, looking, looking, like, let's start a family. I'm, you know, looking forward to the rest of my life. And when it comes to, like, a football player, you're like, you're older than dirt. 
<laughs> right. And, and everything changes. You know, you talk about me running routes. And if you, y'all don't haven't seen it, it's, you can find it on Twitter at Eric underscore Crocker. I tweeted it out. My guy, uh, Greg Pinelli, actually posted the clips of me running routes and throwing if you go down a little bit further. But, you know, you, you, you look at some of these guys and or even me and it's like, man, a little tight in the hips now, a little stiff. Definitely don't have the same kind of burst. Definitely don't have the straight same straight line speed. If I had to guess if I ran a 40-yard dash right now, it'd be closer to 4.9 than 4.5 that I ran when I was younger. Uh, so a lot of those guys that you're, you're mentioning that are probably from that class, man, you, you start seeing some of these guys and what they look like now, and this is not to throw a shot at anybody, but I see more a lot of Maurice Jones-Drew, and he's closer to like kind of, I want to say around 05, 06, kind of in that range, 07, in that range of, of draft picks. But Maurice Jones-Drew ain't running no routes anytime soon, not the way he's looking right now. So you just kind of see some of these guys that kind of, you know, go through these different ways, ways with their body. I gained weight, lost weight, gained weight again, lost weight. Um, it, it's tough. So at this at this age that we're at now, different things start aching on the body. I'm pretty sure a lot of people listening to this podcast can relate to that. We're all I'm relating to all of it. No joke. As soon as we stop recording, I'm going to go uh, get an MRI because I got something going on uh, that is like been hampering me for a little while. And when we can't figure out what's, what's happening there. And I got some softball playoffs that I got to be primed for guys mm. talking about high level athletics. So uh, that's what's going on for me. And yeah, the, the gaining and losing weight. I wish I was at the Eric Crocker portion of my weight loss campaign. But I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, I, back then, the I was this morning, guys. Loosen it up. Get I was up. This. Yeah, I was up to 218, close to 220. And I'm my frame is built for that. So I mean it was crazy looking, but I'm down to 190 right now. So I feel good. And and a lot of the aches and, and pains that I was having are gone away. Yeah. So I suggest everybody get in shape. Yeah, yeah that's get the first shape, thing guys. your doctor will tell you, right? Oh, you got back problems? Lose some weight. Like, Look, oh, and if, okay. you, if you missed your New Year's resolution, you missed that opportunity to start the year on the right foot. We're halfway through the year right now. Get yourself in the best shape possible for kickoff weekend and for the NFL season. Next, guys, let's talk about the season. What are our top five favorite games that we're looking forward to in 2023 next? Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook America's Number one sports book. Baseball season, it's in full swing. I just pulled off a fantasy baseball trade overnight. Uh, there's no better place to get in on all the baseball action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash on to join Today And of course, you can bet on baseball all summer long, every just about every single day, which is one of the things I love about baseball, the soundtrack of summer. It's always going on. I've always got a game on. Uh, love me some baseball, but you can still bet on football, too. Let's be honest. This is a football podcast. And those San Francisco 49ers, you can bet on every one of the games we're talking about right now this year. You can bet on those lines. They're up. The weekly lines up all the way through the season at FanDuel Rookies of the Year. Uh, you can bet on uh, receiving yards, sack numbers for Nick Bosa. That was the easy over last year. Uh, you might want to go over again for, for Nick Bosa and just lock that in for his career. Coaches of the year and, of course, the next Super Bowl champion. So don't miss your chance to snag that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right. 
uh, our guest, Mr. Nicholas Winkler. This is uh, this is your topic today. I'm going to let you go first and nominate the first game to look forward to. This isn't. This can be the best game, the toughest game, the most important game, just the most fun game. Uh, there could be any reason we're looking forward to these games in 2023. What's your number one uh, game you're looking forward to, Wink, in the 2023 season? As a fan of football, especially 49er football, and you ask the question, what is the most the game you're looking forward to the most? It's week one. It's at Pittsburgh. It's the one that matters the most to me right now because it's the next one, right? It's the <laughs> first one. It's the one that matters, the one that we've been craving since that NFC championship game. Like, you know, I don't care that it's at Pittsburgh. I, you know, the question marks surrounding the quarterbacks, all that. It's all – it's so much intrigue heading into this game. So, for me, week one, that's easy. You know, a big part of week one, too, not only is it the first game of the season, and by the way, Wink, you stole mine because that was number one on my list as well, is the Pittsburgh Steelers week one game. It's because the quarterback thing is up in the air because it's like, okay, uh, we don't even know what it's going to look like. I don't. There's not that many. Most of the teams right now that are like, oh, we're not sure who our starting quarterback is, that team's going to be bad. And the 49ers are like, well, I don't care who it is. We're going to Super Bowl anyway but let's just figure out which quarterback it's going to be. So uh, I'm excited if it's going to be Trey Lance to see what he looks like. And of course, if, if Brock Purdy's back on the field, then that's a great sign for the 49ers that he's hundred percent and ready to go. And, and we'll see how much rust he has to knock off at that point and how much he's able to work to get ready to week one, but a lot of intrigue in week one, because it is the opener and officially now croc, I'm pretty sure you're going to be there as well. I will also be in Pittsburgh for week one 49ers nice! Steelers so we're gonna have uh, an away game post game uh, locked on 49ers coming coming to you uh, after that one as well definitely and we gotta do something some kind of meet and greet or we gotta do something man we have a lot of listeners that love the show it feels like their family every time I'm away at a road game and everybody always asks me where's Peacock where's Peacock finally if you if you weren't planning on going you gotta go to 49ers week one so you can meet the great Brian Peacock. That's right. That's right. You can see uh, all of Crocs 188 pounds in person and see all of my <laughs> six four at too much weight in person. <laughs> Wink, what about you? Complete the Let's trifecta. Go. I'm going to go look up flights right now. Let's go. <laughs> we might get some wink in on it in <laughs> Pittsburgh as well. Croc, what do you think? Are there any games you're looking at on the schedule that, that you're circling right now? The, the game I'm circling is a game. I'm surprised that none of you said it. And if you look at the schedule, and it's cool because right now, if you look at uh, the schedule on ESPN, you can see the lowest ticket price. Mm. And there's one game that sticks out more than any other game as far as the lowest price goes. It's three times as much as any other home game for the 49ers. It's the Dallas Cowboys week five. I I have that game circled. I told people um, last year in the playoffs, the 49ers versus the Cowboys is my Super Bowl. And everybody's talking about 49ers didn't win a Super Bowl. Uh, they didn't win a Super Bowl, in your opinion. In my opinion, they definitely <laughs> did because they beat the Dallas Cowboys, kicked their butt two years in a row. My big brother, if you don't know, is a huge diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. So this rivalry runs deep. Obviously, if you are a 49er fan or alive in the 90s, you know how deep it was going back to then in the 80s as well. So I look, I got Dallas Cowboys week five circled right now on my calendar. Cheap, Cheapest ticket, $295. That's crazy. Right. 295. That's for home game. Levi's Stadium tickets. Dallas Cowboys coming to the 49ers. Prime time as well Prime against time. Dallas Cowboys. I mean, if we're doing power rankings, I know everyone's excited about week one Pittsburgh, but week five Dallas prime time. 
Uh, that's that's kind of got to be number one. There's going to be so many Cowboy fans there. There's going to be so many 49er fans there. Mm -hmm. I bet it's going to be electric. Don't let the 49ers be good at that time. Obviously, we hope they are. Dallas Cowboys are going to be a team. And I know the 49ers have had their number in the playoffs. But, man, they got a terrific roster. And they know more about what just kind of what they are, what they aren't. And, you know, you got Michael Parsons now. He's going to be a full-time edge rusher. I feel like there's kind of this rivalry budding between Parsons and Bosa with people saying Parsons is the best edge rusher in the NFL. And I know 49er people are looking at it like, wait, what? Did Nick Bosa retire? Like, what, what, what is this talk about that? So I think there's going to be a little bit more kind of rivalries between that game. Uh, Brock Purdy or whoever 49ers quarterback is versus Dak Prescott and what that might look like, man. I mean, I am. I am. Clearly, you hear it in my voice. I am excited yeah. for that game. You know, let's pause on that game week five because that's an interesting time of the season as well. So by week five, even if something weird happens with Brock Purdy's uh, recovery, he'll be healthy by then. So if Brock Purdy's not the quarterback in week five, that means something kind of crazy happened. That means either he wasn't ready to start the season and Trey Lance looked good week one through four, and now it's his job. If Trey Lance is the starter in week five, that means it's his job or Brock Purdy either got hurt again or had a crazy setback where he's not coming back maybe all season long or maybe he's going to miss half the season, right? And so that will be interesting. And, and by the way, you mentioned Dak Prescott, Croc. That was kind of our comp for Trey Lance, right? Last yeah. year or the year before, uh, coming out of college. Like, okay, well, what exactly is he? He's, he's athletic, but he's not great. He's not Lamar Jackson athletic. He's got a really good arm. He's got, you know, uh, good size. He's like, yeah, I, you, you kind of hope you, you kind of like think maybe this is a Dak Prescott style quarterback in the NFL. And he hasn't gotten to that level, but we haven't seen him play yet. So he could maybe arrive and say, you know what? Not only am I, Similar to Dak Prescott, I'm actually better than Dak Prescott, and I'm leading my 49ers to victory over the Dallas Cowboys in prime time, and that would mm -hmm. kind of solidify things with Trey Lance and the fan base if he is the quarterback then. Yeah. And hopefully, knock on wood, it's not Sam Darnold starting in week five because then all hell must have broken loose in the first <laughs> four. <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah, Even if Sam Darnold's playing well, like that's who's, – who's playing quarterback prime time against the Dallas Cowboys – is going to be a, a big telling factor of what, how that 49er season has gone in the first four weeks. Well, I, I do know if you're just saying as far as being comfortable with that game, and obviously when the season starts, we'll, we'll know more about where the team is heading into week five. But if you told me right now you have to pick a quarterback to play against the Dallas Cowboys, oh, I'm going Brock Purdy because I've seen him prime time, big games. I've seen how he handles himself. I've seen how yep. th there's been games where he's gotten off to a slow start and then how he finished. Uh, I, you know, I've seen him play – games where maybe the defense didn't show up like against the Raiders and he had to yeah. kind of do a little bit more to keep the 49ers in that game and ultimately win. So, uh, you know, right now, you know, before the season starts, before getting a, a chance to see Trey Lance finish back-to-back -back games for the first time in his career, I'm most comfortable with Brock Purdy being the quarterback in that game. 100%. He's earned it. You know, he's shown us what he can do out there. For You know, with Trey Lance, there's still the, the what-if question, right? Or the, hey, maybe, hopefully, let's see. I'd like to see it, but – you know, Brock Purdy's proved it. Right. And if, and if, and really it, it seems like the only chance for Brock Purdy not to be the quarterback is if something health wise went haywire with him.
to start the season. So right. um, let's see. Uh, let's see what else we have on our list. There's another game that's uh, there's there's I mean, there's a lot. Of, it's really easy a to lot. find five games to look forward to this season. And it kind of got me juiced for the season, got me juiced up looking at some of these games because I kind of hadn't looked at, you know, we're kind of focusing on the weird stuff and the roster building and the OTAs and the minicamp. And you're like, oh, yeah, there's a football season. Let's, let's actually talk about some football games today. So there's some really good ones. And there's one that might be the one that could be the most important game for the 49ers because of recent history and be the number one game, even over a prime timer against the Dallas Cowboys this season. Next. Thanks everybody for making locked on 49ers. Your first listen every day, right here on the locked on podcast network, your team every day, make sure you are subscribed up on a YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast, just like all of the everydayers are. We appreciate all of you listening and watching your preferred version of Locked On 49ers every single day. Make sure you check out the rest of what the network has to offer, including the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, myself and former NFL scout Matt Williamson talking about the entire league every day right here at Locked On. All right, guys, I'm going to go a little deeper into the season. How about week 13 at the Philadelphia Eagles. This has to be the one that really, I mean, I know how important Dallas Cowboys games are to 49ers fans, but there's got to be a lot of 49ers fans out right, out there right now that want that revenge game. They want that revenge factor. And, and enemy number one in the NFL is the Philadelphia Eagles just because of how the season ended. So week 13 at the Philadelphia Eagles, whatever quarterback weirdness hopefully is over and done and the 49ers are rolling with whoever their quarterback is. And hopefully we get to see a full game of Brock Purdy against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then we can go back and say, you know what, Eagles fans? That's how that game would have turned out if we had a healthy quarterback for four quarters. So week 13 at Philadelphia Eagles, uh, I think right now for a lot of 49ers fans, they would vote for that to be the number one game they're looking forward to on the 2023 schedule. Revenge game. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to to argue against this game, right, in any capacity. You you look at some of the road games. I, I like going to the road games more than the home games. I like going to new stadiums that I haven't been to. Just kind of seeing the atmosphere, the fans on the road, the 49ers fans, they travel extremely well. I was a little disappointed at the road games this year because it's like, ah, okay, you got Seattle. That, that's probably going to be a great game. But, man, it's, it's Thanksgiving. Like, I'm not going to the 49ers game in Seattle on Thanksgiving. Look at some of the other games. Uh, Philadelphia, that might be one of the better road games outside of the Pittsburgh game because that's week one. But there is another game that kind of sticks out to me, and it's really kind of a back-to-back stretch. The Cleveland Browns game, because we just have no idea what they are. And you have Deshaun Watson coming off all the weird stuff he had going on. But now a full offseason, that kind of chatter has quieted down a whole lot. I think there was a lot of anticipation to how many games he was going to miss. Like at this point last year, we were thinking about how many games are going to be suspended for it. Is it going to be the whole year? And then once he came back, it was like, well, the team isn't that good. He was super rusty. But now, full offseason, it feels like people aren't talking about all the off-the-field stuff right now. So is he more comfortable? Does he kind of build up something? And by the time the 49ers play them, right after Dallas, week six, you got to travel to Cleveland. What is that game going to be like? So I think for me, again, I'm kind of into these intriguing storylines. I think that Cleveland game on the road and then the very next game against Minnesota and Kirk Cousins, I'm not as worried about that game. But, man, just back-to-back games on the road, very intriguing in a different time zone with the uh, uh, Cleveland game. Or they might be central time zone, but, yeah. Crock, uh, it's a really good point about week seven at the Minnesota Vikings. It's the back-to-back road 
it, you know, there's not that many back-to-backs for the 49ers on the road this year. That's one of them. And the other thing is getting a chance to see future 49ers starting quarterback Kirk Cousins. We haven't talked about that Minnesota We can't talk about that. We have to talk about it at some point. But to me, there is a very logical path to Kirk Cousins ended yeah. up being a 49er. He came out and said they're not talking about anything with his contract right now. He's not worried about it. it sounds like he's kind of set him and the team probably ready to move on. And if you look at the 49ers and kind of this quarterback situation, we continue to have these questions about what's going on, you know, injuries, whatnot. Brock Purdy, you know, we've seen him in eight games and look terrific. Does he continue that or does it start off or look kind of weird like Jimmy Garoppolo before he got hurt, which, you know, everybody talk about him getting hurt and how things change. Week one against Minnesota, lost to Kirk Cousins, threw three picks, one pick six. Uh, you had the game against the Lions. I mean, dang near threw a pick six at the end of the game, then got destroyed by Kansas City. If you have kind of a weird season like that from Brock Purdy, which I'm not anticipating, but definitely is able to happen, Kyle just said, you know what, enough of these young guys that I don't know what I'm getting. Let me just go out and get Kirk, who I wanted all along. Just it's eight years later now. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to derail this podcast with the Kirk Cousins talk too much. Uh, and I know you have something else, Wink, but I do want to put it out there to the listeners. Maybe we'll have to do a whole podcast on this. But I think you guys do. At BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker, at Bay Area Wink. Leave us a comment on YouTube. Would the 49ers have a Super Bowl trophy right now if Kirk Cousins would have been their quarterback from 2018? <laughs> and what would have to happen for him to be the quarterback next year? Based on yeah, let's cross that path because they have so many options. It seems like right yeah. now, it seems insane to throw another option on top of that. Back on track. Yes. You, got, you glossed over it, Croc, but to me, I think that's one of my most intriguing matchups of the year. And that's the Thanksgiving night at Seattle. Talk about revenge game. The last time they played on Thanksgiving, you had, what was it, Richard Sherman eating a turkey leg at the 50-yard line at Levi Stadium. Well, hey, how about we go do the same thing to them in Seattle? That, that to me, is a huge matchup. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. For me, there's a lot. And, and by the way, I was, I, I'm glad you got to that one week because I was going to double back and ask you about that game, where it was on your list, because I think that's a pretty important. It's the first Seattle game, and it's on Thanksgiving. Probably not the, the first game I would want to fly to and, and go see in person, but that's a big-time TV game, like all eyes on the 49ers, oh, right? Yeah. Night game, primetime game, Thanksgiving, uh, probably you know playoff seating, hopefully start to become uh, – very important there. And and again, the Seahawks and the 49ers might be the two best teams in the West. So you might be talking about first place in the West. And then you come back two weeks later after that Philadelphia game against Seattle. So this is the, the part of the season where the 49ers might be a little bit gassed as well, because you know you had the, the week nine bye, which helps, which is a, a nice place for the bye. But when you go at Seattle short week, and then you're going at Philadelphia with the revenge game that you know the 49ers are going to be up for, then you come back home, you could have a letdown at some point those next couple of weeks when you get Seattle again, who just saw you, and then you have at the Arizona Cardinals, who are very likely to be a terrible football team uh, in week 15. And so uh, that, that early stretch, late November, early December, will be pretty telling about where the 49ers are as you get ready for a playoff run. But uh, I'm going to point to a couple other games uh, I think the Cincinnati Bengals is a big one. This is a team that is uh, just as much of a Super Bowl hopeful in the AFC as the 49ers are in the NFC. That's week eight after that back-to-back on the road at Cleveland, at Minnesota. They come home to face the Cincinnati Bengals. And then the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, I, I enjoy seeing these teams that you don't get to see all that often that are good football teams like the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, the Baltimore Ravens and seeing how the 49ers defend an athletic quarterback like Lamar Jackson if he's still healthy. He hasn't been healthy the last two Decembers. 
Uh, that's Christmas. That's December 25th, Monday nighter against the Baltimore Ravens at home. So that's a really good one I'm looking forward to as well. We can't move on without nominating week three as well. Home opener, you're, you're talking about, you know, you're taking on a giant squad that made the playoffs last year, drastically better than they were two years ago. And it's the home opener. So that's always a big thing for, for 49er fans. But it's on Prime Video. I have not been <laughs> overwhelmed at all with their, you know, just – their their production whatever I, you can't even hear the crowd really on tv that was i'm like there's something weird about this game i'm watching right now couldn't put my finger on it i'm like the crowd the crowd isn't in like i can't hear the crowd really and i think that kind of changed the way so we'll see if they fix some things it was the first year of them having football uh games last season so hopefully they tweak some things got better and uh give us a better product because uh, I, I wasn't excited about not hearing the fans <laughs> I'm, with uh, you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to put this together in order for top five for me, and you guys can fight me on this. I'm, I'm gonna go Philadelphia one revenge game as number one game to look for in 2023, followed by Dallas in prime time a week five. Number three opener at Pittsburgh, and that's mostly because I'm gonna be there, and it's the first game, and obviously you're gonna be jazzed for the kickoff of any new NFL season. Then Thanksgiving at Seattle in week four, and it's kind of a toss up. A lot of really good games that could be number five. Wink, you you put together your own list there. What do you think about the list I just put together? Yeah, I for me personally, I, I'm moving that week one game down to number one just because again we're talking about games we're looking forward to and i'm looking forward to football it's been too long for me and then you know i love that dallas is number two i put thanksgiving uh number three probably home opener for me number four and then five would probably be philly i mean that's gonna be a big game but it's just you know it's just it's it's new right it's a new rivalry pretty much for for 49er fans and it's a big deal but at the same time like i i all those other games to me have so much more deep meaning so, so I, I, yeah, I, I like all your games, but yeah, that's me, my top five. What do you got, Greg? Uh, I got, like I said, number one is just Dallas Cowboys. Just, it just means so much. It's very personal. Like 49ers lose the Dallas Cowboys. My whole year is, is kind of wrong. <laughs> so that, that game is number one. Uh, following up on that, I definitely would say the revenge game against Philadelphia at Philadelphia. I think that's going to be very meaningful. That's a game where I'm like, oh, do you want to go to Philadelphia and watch that game? Might be a little cold early December. We'll right. see. All right. Uh, the home opener against Pittsburgh, I think that's going to be a, a really big, fun game, and I'm really excited to have Peacock there. We might have to buy our tickets together uh, to watch the game. That'll be fun. And then my last two, Seattle on the road. That's always a big one I'm excited for. It really typically would be higher, but, man, 49ers, a couple wins in Seattle over the last few years. Can they get another one? I would love that. And I just really like when I see Pete Carroll and he's chewing his gum all just aggressively while getting yeah. that butt kicked by the 49ers. It, 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 it there, I'm be excited about that. But the last game, Cincinnati Bengals, man, like that, that is a big game. And I think we're so used to just seeing Cincinnati on the schedule. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, the Bengals, same old, sorry, Bengals, right? But, and I'm surprised we didn't say Rams at all throughout this process. At all. But, yeah, that's going to be telling, right? Yeah, the, but the Bengals, man, and you, they, they got a lot of firepower. And they truly are a contender over the last couple of years. I mean, they're they they're between them and the Chiefs, they're the teams to beat in the AFC. So you have them. I know the 49ers beat them a couple of years ago. I think that's gonna be a big game at home for the 49ers right before the bye. We're gonna go deeper stretch, into the like schedule. What's that, Wink? After that tough stretch, like you mentioned. Oh, right. Yeah. That's a huge 
that's a huge barometer game. I, I think the Dallas game and Cincinnati week five and week eight, and then kind of reevaluate where the team is at the week nine bye. If you won all the other games, but you lost the, the best teams like Dallas and Cincinnati, how good do you feel about where the 49ers are? Well, you lost the good teams, but you beat the bad teams. Where exactly is this team? So they, they got to win one of those Dallas Cincinnati just to, you know, to feel better, you know, regardless of what the rest of the, the, the schedule looks like in the, in the first week, the first eight weeks of the season, you know, whatever the record is, you want to beat one of the good teams as a barometer to be like, okay, we can beat the best teams in the NFL. This team, we feel like we're in a good spot right now. And those are both home games too, the, the Bengals and the Cowboys. Yes, so you that's want to true. win those, obviously. And speaking of home games, I'll throw this one out there too. Week 18, the finale. I mean, yeah. the Los Angeles Rams, let's bury the Rams, right? I, I think is a, is a good mentality for the 49ers and 49ers fans. I think it'll be a rough season for the the Rams if not knock them out of the playoffs kind of a thing right and and seeding for the 49ers so the end of the year is always big it's always a really big game against the Los Angeles Rams it feels like at the end of the year so I'm gonna throw that one in there as well as as one that could be really fun and also you don't want the Rams to be so bad that they go in-house in Los Angeles and get like a superstar quarterback of the future either so uh, like you want the Rams to be bad but not bad enough to have the number one pick is there a team outside of the Rams that you think is like will be a sneaky Difficult game, like right now, being able to visualize that. For me, it's probably the Jacksonville game where you travel yep. on the road. That humidity is crazy. I'm used to it being here in the South. Florida is going to be a lot different even uh, than what I deal with. But, you know, you got Trevor Lawrence. That's a team that remember, came down, came back from down, what, 24-0, 27-0 in a playoff game to win. And I feel like Trevor Lawrence and the Jags kind of trended more upward. And that's a, that's a team – where there's always a team that kind of takes that next step. And we saw with the Bengals, all of a sudden they're in the Super Bowl. Can the Jacksonville Jaguars be a sneaky team? And the 49ers actually have to travel there to play them. So uh, we're going to see. They've been kind of turning over that roster and building it up. They've added a ton of weapons. They got Ridley uh, back this year after that, that year-long suspension. I mean, that that's a team that could be sneaky good that we, we haven't really mentioned on the 49ers schedule. And the people are kind of glossing over that game. That's a really good one. Yeah, they're a team that could go from good to great, and they got an awesome young quarterback, and they could be a scary team at that point when the 49ers are playing them after the bye. And good coach, too, Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great coach. All right, what do you guys think? What are your top games you're looking forward to in 2023? Let us know, and we appreciate all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are one. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Croc and I back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers. See you. Subscribe to this video.